Welcome to Reclaiming Confidence, your go-to podcast for people who want to find peace with food, quit binge eating and heal their food and body relationship. I'm your coach, Nicole Lillian. Hello, hello everyone. So you guys need a little bit of an update what's going on in my world. So I have flown over with my partner Revel to stay in Queensland for at least a month. It's so funny. I think everybody thinks I've actually physically moved, but no, I still live over in ZWA, Australia, but at the moment we're living in Queensland just for a short term period of time. And you won't believe what happened to me. I have fucked my back. Like, it's so crazy how energetically when you're shifting, like the physical symptoms that come up and my physical symptoms were showing like mad mad tightness around my hips, around my waist, like um, digestive discomfort, like in my lower belly and I kind of like ignored it. I I knew it was there, but... I thought, you know, I'm doing movement, I'm eating um, things that are really supporting my symptoms at the moment <clears throat> and so I should be good, you know, it's just like a matter of time before this eases away and oh, jokes on me, I had like my intuitive download the morning before I did my back was probably shouldn't go to the gym but I really wanted to do like go and move because it'd been a couple of days. So I was really excited to go do that. But my in- intuition was like, no, don't go do it. Um, you're feeling weaker. You're currently ovulating. So just between like your <clears throat> pre-ovulation before you go into ovulating, your whole body is more prone to like injury as well. And I found that really interesting because then I went into the gym. Long story short, fucked my back. I literally, I'll have to do another podcast episode on this, but I literally thought that I was screwed. Like I was going to die. It was that bad. So I'll do another podcast episode on that. But just an update. I'm able to sit at my desk. I'm able to walk, which is great. I made it here safely. And the one suitcase I said, I cannot lose. I cannot lose because it had all of my um, setup stuff for my laptop, my podcast in it, the extra luggage bag. When we arrived in Queensland, would you freaking believe it? The doors to the, what's the thingy called? The belt where the luggage bags come out on, it shut. And I was like, Rev, we're missing a bag. And he's like, oh, that's not good. And I said, yeah, guess which bag it is. It's the bag I was stressing about that I would lose. And turns out there was another 10 people who didn't have their luggage bags arrive. And it's because they accidentally left and basically forgot them on the belt in Sydney when we did a one stop over in there. And I was like, what were the freaking chances of that? I definitely manifested that into my life. But I was really proud with how I dealt with it. Um, I didn't I didn't stress they said that it was there and I was like okay and they said we had to wait like an extra 90 minutes so we just popped out the the DFO shop walked around so then my back got a little bit of movement came back got the bag and so it's all good but I just found that really crazy how you know careful what you wish for and careful what you speak into because we literally everything that happens in our life is a manifestation like if you think you're not manifesting sorry but every single moment you're freaking manifesting things into your life so that's how my last couple of days went 
and I've got a beautiful office. I've got my own space, which I'm loving. I can actually close the door, not get interrupted, do whatever the shit I want in here, which is fan-fucking-tastic because back in Perth, we just have our two-bedroom apartment and if you don't know, I work at the kitchen table in between the kitchen and the lounge and it's a beautiful space, but I definitely feel like my expansion and my soul is like, give me more space. It's time for more space. So coming here, having more space and my own space has definitely made me go, okay, girl, it's, this is a sign. Like this is a sign that you're done with that space. You need a different space. So that is what I'm going to look into and start manifesting next But in today's episode, what I want to talk about, because it was a common question I got from the Women in the Reclaiming Confidence Program, and it had to do with how do I know when I'm making a boundary from a really triggered, wounded place versus a healthy boundary? If you're not aware yet, you should be making boundaries, especially if you're trying to protect your growth and you're trying to basically become this version of you that you don't feel safe to be yet and the moment that we're in an environment where we just let people walk all over us do whatever they want still the same shit as the other day we're gonna have no choice but to literally remain the same it's gonna be near fucking impossible and so boundaries really important to have in your life, to have in your world with people. And if you're not making them yet, you're missing out on how fucking good it feels to stand in your power, to really put your foot down and say no. I swear I make like two new boundaries every day. And, you know, coming here to Queensland, there's a lot of new boundaries and sensitivities that are coming up that I'm noticing in my space because now it's like I have to call my family at certain t- times, have certain conversations with them. So I've had to set up boundaries there. I've had to set up boundaries around um, my different work times, around when I do client sessions, around when I'm eating, when I'm exercising, when I'm letting people walk into this office, like all these little, little boundaries, even stuff to do with cleaning up and buying food like boundaries are freaking everywhere and so with this question I thought that I would do a podcast on it rather than kind of send an email or do a live in the group because I think this is something that comes up for a lot of people and we can all benefit from it so there is a massive difference between setting up a healthy boundary and then creating a boundary from a really triggered wounded place and I'm going to help you identify if you're making a boundary from that wounded place which means that you'll often continue to repeat patterns right whereas if you're making it from a really healthy place it's a boundary that is helping protect your growth into like a new up um, expansion energetic space you could say so a healthy boundary is like hey I don't want this I want things like this. So just first of all, deciding for yourself how you want things to be instead. So these are just some examples. But in the process of wanting things a certain way, you're not making somebody else's needs or wants wrong just because they're not like yours. 
Okay, so it's like, I just have a certain opinion. I have a certain way that I want things to be now, but it doesn't mean that if that person continues to do things their way, that it's wrong. Because then that would mean that we're being triggered and we don't like what they're doing. So it's coming from a wounded place. And a really great thing to bring in and holy shit, you'll be standing so much in your power if you bring discernment in over judgment. So I really believe that a woman in discernment is so fucking sexy because at the moment, a, a majority of women are sitting in judgment, right? So if you can, sh- um, blah, can't even talk, if you can switch judgment into discernment, you are going to you're just going to radiate in a totally different way and you're going to even feel in your body completely different. Like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders, but you feel so much more empowered. So the difference between like your judgment and your discernment is judgment is, ill. how can you eat the chocolate ice cream? Like vanilla is so much better. You're fucking weirdo, right? So that's judgment. Like, ooh, like why does your body look like that? And you know, like it should look like this or whatever. So that's judgment really fucking shitty low vibrational energy and sometimes unconsciously we just judge it's a primitive response so it's totally okay but just catch it you know you can get into vicious cycles of it where it's literally the only narratives you run is judgment um, projected onto others and often that judgment is just what you're uncomfortable with within yourself whereas if you start creating discernment let's give you an example so it's like I can understand and see this person has like a opinion and the reason why they might have this opinion could be because of blah, 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 blah. But it doesn't mean anything about me. It doesn't mean that they're wrong or unlovable or freaking crazy. It's just like, that's just them, right? So that's like healthy discernment and you're not saying how you feel or what you're doing is wrong either, okay? So that's discernment. So you would be like, if we're talking about an ice cream analogy, we could say to that person, okay, I like vanilla, you like chocolate, that's all That's all good. Like we just have a different preference. So that's healthy discernment. It's not making the judgment of how the fuck could you like that ice cream, you fucking weirdo. A triggered boundary though can sound like a fuck you kind of energy in it. If you're setting down a healthy boundary, it will be coming from an energy that is I I love you and I love me so I need to make this decision for the better of our relationship if you're making a triggered boundary it has really fucking shitty energy to it and the boundary actually hurts you more than it helps you if you don't know what a trigger is let's clear this up so a trigger is something that sets off a past memory or the same energetic experience which transports you back to that event so it makes you feel like you're reliving a certain experience that's in the same energetic state okay so it hasn't been resolved therefore you get triggered and you get transported back into it because it's a super sensitive thing so you might do something you do that you don't mean to do or say in that present moment just because it's triggered an unresolved trauma in your in your mind or in your body's memory a triggered boundary might be when you're in a situation saying something to somebody and then you walk away and you go shit why did I say that why did I tell them to leave me alone why did I tell them not to call back till this day and that is a triggered boundary and that triggered boundary will 
keep you in patterns of self-sabotage and limitations. So like I mentioned at the start of the podcast, good boundaries will always help protect your energy in order for you to up-level, expand and grow. Unhealthy, triggered boundaries are coming from a wounded place where you regret it and quite often it hurts you more than helps you. I remember when I was making really triggered boundaries, it would be, I would be in certain relationships where I would just be so freaking triggered because I would be hurt, but then I would tell them to leave me alone and that actually hurt me more because all I really wanted was for them to like love me, right? So that's an example of when a boundary can often hurt you more than it helping you. Um, you might make a boundary with your family members that keeps hurting you where you continuously like allow them to do things and say things and ask you to do things for them maybe that makes you feel like shit. If you were to make a healthy boundary, you would go, look, I love you and I actually want this relationship to remain good. So I'm going to set this boundary up and say, don't ask me to do this again because blah, 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 blah. Or you don't even have to explain yourself, but it's also the way in which you say it that is super important because if you're going and saying your new boundary in a tone of voice that is like, fuck you, then of course it's going to feel shit and it's going to probably create more problems. But the one thing you'll notice is that people who struggle to make their own boundaries will feel triggered by yours. as. So just remember, a healthy boundary is... I love you and I love me and I don't want to create any like hate, resentment or fucked up situations in this relationship. So I'm going to draw the line in the sand here and that line in the sand is your boundary as to what you're allowing. In your life, you have relationships everywhere, like relationships with your business, relationships with your family, your partner, your dog, your money. In all those relationships, we have the opportunity to create boundaries that help us lead further away or closer towards the way we want to be treated in them. And this is a big thing that we're missing because we don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. We don't want to upset people. We don't want people to create difficulty in a relationship or we feel like if we put a boundary down, we're like limiting opportunities for things to get better or whatever. It's absolute bullshit. But we're actually allowing more shit to happen in any way if we don't have a boundary. So it's not actually that person's fault for treating you the way they do, for money showing up the way it does for you. It's because of the boundaries that you've set. It's you. It's nobody else's fault but your own for not setting the boundaries. And one of the things I noticed that a lot of people do, especially in intimate relationships, is when you get into an intimate relationship, we're all excited. We're all loved up. It's all exciting. And the same goes for business. We're all fucking excited. Yay, we get to do this new thing. Sounds awesome. It's a freaking holiday. And it's in that first stage of the relationship where because we're excited, because we're totally lit up and in love with it, we forget to make boundaries. And we're more willing to just do whatever because we're so loved up by it. But that is the mistake we make is that we don't get clear on our needs, on our values and on what we want in that relationship at the start So we set up what we are willing to accept, what we are willing to 
allow in that relationship from day one, that person or that thing in the relationship with you is starting to learn how you want the relationship to be, what you're allowing and what you're not allowing from the moment it starts. That's when we start to learn about that relationship. It doesn't think that doing what it did at the start of the relationship is going to affect you in 10 years time, in five years time, in two years time. It only feels, okay, I'm safe to do this because I have done it before, nothing went wrong, so it should be okay. So then when you turn around in two years time and get angry about it, they're going to be confused. It's not going to know what to do. It's not going to know how to show up for you until you put down a new boundary that explains it. Or you can just start with better boundaries at the start. But boundaries are something that will continuously change and shift depending on how you also change and shift throughout your life. Something to remember is that if you're not changing it, you're allowing it. And that's a really hard pill to swallow as well. If you're looking at making a really healthy boundary because you're like, there's something here happening and if it's happening, I am allowing it. Sometimes it means making a boundary that really does feel uncomfortable also for yourself, but it helps you for the greater good, right? Like it's good for you. It's going to be good for them because then you prevent more resentment and hate and anger towards them in that situation instead of just getting angry at them and telling them that they're not doing what you want when you haven't even told them in the first place what you want and haven't set a boundary to support that outcome from happening. I'm going to leave this episode there. If you have any more questions around boundaries and triggers, then send me through an email. I'll leave the link in the description part of this podcast. And I'll also leave a link to join the waitlist because I currently have a waitlist, but I am deleting this one. So if you want any updates of the new programs that are coming out and when the next release of Reclaiming Confidence programs coming out as well, then you will need to be on this waitlist. Otherwise, you will not get the notifications. You will not have the opportunity to be first in. So yeah, if this is super important to you and you're really looking at finally leveling the fuck up, Stepping into the version of yourself who feels really lit up, who feels soul-led, who feels connected to oneself, who is done with the lies, with the masks and wants to step into their truth and really own their fullest, most truest expression, then you need to get on this wait list because I have something really juicy coming in and I'll leave again all of this in the podcast description. But at the moment, um, Reclaiming Confidence 2.0 officially starts on the 26th of April And doors have closed for that, but you can still apply for the Reclaiming Confidence program. So if any spots do open, you'll be the first one to know about it. Again, you can head to the link in this description and apply in there. Otherwise, guys, until next time, keep believing that you can. Bye-bye now.